just so many business podcasts out there. How can I possibly know where to begin? Here at Intrepid Business, we are about stripping away all of the usual boring fluff and instead focus on showcasing real people doing real business, achieving amazing things. The ones truly changing the world, the instigators making a dent, the people changing how we do sales and marketing, leading innovation, the people redefining leadership. But who are these people? Why do they do what they do? How do they do what they do? Find out on Intrepid Business. And now, here are your hosts. Good morning and welcome back to Intrepid Business. I am your host, Todd Schnick. I find my guests in the most interesting places. I think I was uh, reading an article that featured Robert Scoble, who talked about this company, and I reached out and uh, seems very interesting, a very important kind of service uh, that I think we need a lot of more focus on in the business world today. So I reached out and uh, invited them to appear, and here we are. It's going to be a great conversation. Say hello to my guest. Her name is Jana Basto. She's the co-founder and CEO of ProdPad. Jana, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Uh, the pleasure's mine. Thanks for carving out some time to join me. I know you're busy. Jana, before we get into a conversation around ProdPad and product culture and product management, all that, take a few quick seconds and inform the audience a bit about you and your background. Sure. So I'm a product manager. I've been a product manager with various startups in the past, and I've done a whole bunch of mentoring and consulting and working with big companies and small. But what I do now is I run ProdPad, which is a product management software. So basically tools to help us do our jobs, something we built to solve our own problem and are now selling and making available to the world. Before we go any further, I've had the pleasure of speaking to a few of the product camps that take place uh, in and around Atlanta, where I'm based in. And you run across a, a very interesting, diverse collection of product managers. And and there's not one definition of a product manager because they all do things a little bit differently. They have different kind of products, obviously, which informs and the design of how they spend their day. But uh, Darren, if you could take a quick second, you said you solved your own problems. What were those problems? What, what were the issues that you and other product managers were facing that ProdPad was designed and built to solve? Yeah, well, that's a really great point. I mean, the product management world really isn't as defined as some other fields out there. I see product managers as the people who sit in the middle of the company and need to orchestrate between what the business needs and what the market and the customers are asking for and the development side and what is technically possible. So the product manager is the person who sits in the middle there to figure out what to work on and you know how it all ties into the big picture. And so the product person works sometimes at the very, very high level, figuring out what the product vision is and how that ties into the company vision. And then other days, working at the very nitty gritty, working on, you know, dealing with feature requests and writing out mock-ups and, you know, deciding what happens next in the development process. So it's a really wide ranging different set of things that product managers have to deal with. You know, some of the key problems that we've had in the past are things like, you know, what do you do when you've got 20 customers asking for different things? Which one do you work on next? Or, you know, you've learned something new and you want to change the direction of your product. How does that affect your vision and your roadmap and where you take things? Got it. I like the phrase sitting in the middle of the company. I've never heard that before. And I want to think on that a bit because that's an interesting way to view when I think of the context with which a product manager operates in an organization. Sitting in the middle of a company is the perfect way to describe that. I like that. I'm probably going to steal that too. All right. So ProdPad. So you designed this to solve some of those problems. Walk us through what the product's all about and how it works. 
Sure. So it's a tool for everybody in the company. It's not just for the product managers. So we've made it really easy for everyone to get involved. They can add their ideas or feedback that they've heard from customers by blogging and adding it there, or just by adding it by email if they're on the go or whatever tool they're using to chat with, like Slack or Yammer or whatever else. So we make it really easy to add their ideas and their feedback into ProdPad. And then when it's in ProdPad, it actually helps surface the right things for the product manager to look at. So are there any ideas that are new that need their attention or potentially any quick wins or even ideas that have been neglected for a long time or don't have enough detail to put them on the roadmap yet? So it helps them figure out what's in their backlog and what kind of things they might want to work on next, while at the same time helping them tie it back to what the grand product vision is. You know, So where is it that you want to head to long term with this product and how does that map out to your roadmap? So what are you working on in the current term, the near term and the future? ProdPad basically allows them to tie that all together. All right. So this idea of setting priorities, which is obviously critical when you're dealing with all this incoming data and feedback, how does it work? Have you guys designed an algorithm that does this for you or does it enable you to take the inputs from all the product management team and sort that in such a way that you then get an output that says, here's where this next focus should be. Here's where you can get some quick wins, as you said. How does that do that? <laughs> That's a really great question. So you mentioned the concept of an algorithm. And to be honest, I don't really believe in algorithms to help you figure out your priorities. You know, we could come up with the fanciest algorithm or the most customizable algorithm in the world that will tell you, you know, of these 20 ideas, here's the exact order to, to go work in them. And we know from experience and from being product managers ourselves that you're probably going to go ahead and work on number five first because a particular customer has asked for it or because the CEO says so or because the conference is next month. You end up taking these lists and working in them in the right order and a different order altogether because as the product manager, you have that gut feel, that common sense, and you have more information available than what any algorithm can really apply to that. So in ProdPad, we don't try to set a strict prioritization or tell you what order to work on things, but we do help surface up things that might be you know, being requested the most by customers or has been sitting around for longer than other things and therefore might need some attention or maps up well to what's coming up on your roadmap. So it doesn't try to give you the exact answers, but does help you visualize where these things sit. It right. even maps out things saying, you know, this is a, a high impact idea that's going to be revenue generating. And therefore, you might want to consider this if the KPI you've entered is revenue. Got it. Well, we're going to talk about road mapping in just a minute, but I want to touch on one other thing before we do that. And it's this idea of capturing ideas, right? You could define ProdPad really as here's a vehicle which will capture ideas and then help you do meaningful things with those ideas. But you would sit there and think that capturing ideas would be a no-brainer, but I think it's a big problem. I think a lot of people really struggle with that and don't do an effective job of capturing those and putting them in a place where they can then take meaningful action out or, or even determine ultimately, is it an idea worth pursuing? Talk about how you capture ideas with Broadpad. So at the very beginning, when we decided to build ProdPad, we realized that one of the big problems we had is that we can either have people send us ideas via email, so as easy as possible for them, but hard for the product manager to actually disseminate and do something with, or we can have them you know, fill out something in the complex bug tracker or whatever other tool we're using that has way too many form fields, but really gets down to the granular as to what it is that they're asking for. Uh, the problem with going with something that asks for too much from the person who's submitting the idea is that... If it's unless it's something they think is really, really compelling, they'll actually usually end up just skipping it, not bothering to tell you about it at all. And if you're doing that and forcing people to give you too much information and asking them to categorize it and answer a bunch of questions about it and point out which product it's related to, they're going to end up just you know ignoring it altogether, not giving you ideas. 
if you end up making it too easy, then it ends up just sitting in your inbox somewhere. So we've actually made built ProdPad around the idea that they can email ideas in and it gets logged into ProdPad and that person is then updated to say, okay, we've captured your idea. Here it is now. Go fix it up if you so wish, but on your own time. And that way it just makes it so easy for everyone to add their ideas in. We've even got hookups where you can text in your ideas or even customers SMS in the feedback and ideas if they so wish. So whatever format your team already uses to communicate, you can use that to pull into ProdPad just to make it super easy for everybody. Uh, Good stuff. Well, you touched on roadmapping a minute ago, so I want you to go deeper on that. I imagine we discussed it to an extent when we were talking about your ability to prioritize tasks, but what is roadmapping? Why is it important in this? So a roadmap is... Simply put, an artifact that communicates the direction you're going to be going in order to meet your product vision. And it's really about that product vision. It's really about figuring out you know, what your big long-term vision is and then using the roadmap to articulate that. And that means that the roadmap isn't necessarily a tactical day-by-day plan. It's certainly not a Gantt chart or anything like that. It's really more of a broad communication document that the rest of your team can see where it is that you're working on things. So the roadmap should list out you know, some sort of like relative priority or order, but really, really roughly as to, you know, where it is that you're now, where you're going in the near term and where you want to go in the future and listing out what big problems you want to solve or what big initiatives are on the roadmap. So if you want to be the X of X in the future, then what big things along the line are you going to have to consider and what relative order do you think you're going to tackle those? Keep in mind, you know, you shouldn't get too tied to your roadmap, particularly the stuff in the future, because it will change as your team grows, as your product matures, and as you learn more about the product and the market. All right, good stuff. Jana Basto will return after this short break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the new international best-selling book, Leadership Rigor. This groundbreaking book will turn everything you think you know about leadership upside down. Leadership Rigor explores how to achieve breakthrough performance and productivity through leading yourself, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. Author Erica Piedler outlines for her readers how to become change-ready leaders. Change-ready leaders are capable of embracing challenges with agility and optimism because they have the tools, models, and language to assess, structure, and facilitate solutions. Leadership is a skill that can be learned and practiced. Take the rigor challenge and ask yourself, do you want to lead mindfully and skillfully? Or do you want to subject your teams and organizations to your unstructured thoughts and approaches? The choice is yours. Will you rigor it? You can purchase Leadership Rigor on Amazon or by visiting ericpeedler.com. All right, I'm back with Jana Basto, the co-founder and CEO of ProdPad. So, all right, we talked about the product itself and some of the important elements to it. Let's go up to about 10,000 feet and look down on this product management culture. Talk to me about how it's changing, how it's evolving. Is all this great communicative technologies, is it helping? Is it causing more problems? Just give me a quick overview on this whole idea of what being a product manager these days is all about. Sure, thanks. So product management as a discipline is evolving and changing. You know, when I look back to five years ago when we first started running small events for product managers, some of the hot discussions were around, you know, what is a product manager versus a project manager versus other roles in the company. Nowadays, it's much more of a known role and product people are starting to take ownership of that. We're even starting to see product becoming more and more often a role 
within the company, whether this is, you know, an individual with that particular title or even divisions and large groups of people reporting up to the chief product officer. So we're really seeing a shift in terms of product getting its own space within the company, which I think is really key because as we started off saying, you know, product managers are the people who sit in the middle of the company. Well, and that's why I'm so intrigued by this idea of, quote, sitting in the middle of the company, because as I mentioned, all the product managers I hung out with at various product camps and asking some questions and just having conversation, their role in their organizations were almost to a person very different. And I wonder if that's a good thing or not. I mean, I, every, look, every organization is a living thing and, it, and it's different and it changes and people are different. So there, there's that too. But I, is there a right way to do it? I mean, I feel like when I hear you say sitting in the middle of the company, that means to me anyway, that... Look, the role, my role as a product manager, I need to bring in every disparate member of this organization from all different branches and divisions because it all affects and informs how I uh, execute on the delivery of this product. Is that the way it should be? Or because some of the product managers I talked to had were very closed off teams and didn't have a lot of interaction with other parts of the organization. Is there a right way, a wrong way? Or is there some hybrid that works? Or is it just going to always be different? So I've spoken to a bunch of different product managers and taken a look at how the processes work. And every product and every team seems to operate in their own way. But there are a lot of things that are in common that work kind of across the board and how people work. The most successful product managers are the ones who are most involved with their teams, the ones who have an ear to the ground with what uh, support and the customers are asking for and who understand how the product at the business level plays, so how the pricing and the profitability plays out, as well as have a good feel for what's technically possible and what the developers can do to push it to that next level. That said, that's not easy. In order to do that, you have to be open with the rest of your team. You have to maintain communication. And, you know, that's why I say more than anything, product management is a communication role. It's not necessarily a set of process or certain way of doing things, but it's really communicating with the rest of your team. And how you do that is going to differ depending on who's on your team and how they interact with everybody else. Yeah. When I hear you say that, that it's really more of a communication role, it makes a lot of sense. And being open with the team and being involved with your team and keeping your ear to the ground, all things you said, obviously, that's a great benefit of what ProtPad's all about because it enables all that, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So tell me more about the actual company itself and your team and how you manage it. Are you getting funding? Are you bootstrapping? Walk me through uh, how you're actually executing this thing. Sure thing. So Prodpad was actually started by my co-founder and I, uh, my co-founder Simon Cast. We were both product managers for different teams based here in London. You know, we're musing one day and lamenting about the fact that there were no product management tools out there. And so decided to try to build one of our own. He built the back end of the tool. I built the front end. And it was just, it was more of a hack weekend project than anything else. We used the tool internally only for the first two years of the company. As a matter of fact, for the first year of the company or of the product, it didn't even have a name. It was just this tool that we used internally. And it was only towards the end of those two years that we realized that what we built was actually worth getting out there. The new people who were joining our team started paying attention to this tool that we were using and kind of asking about where we found it. And, you know, our producty friends were asking us about what this thing is that we were using. So started sharing it out there a little bit more. And then in... 2012, we decided to leave our jobs and go focus on it full-time, relaunch the product as you see it today as of February 2013, and we've been growing since. We've now got several hundred customers around the world, uh, and it tends to be companies who are, you know, any company building digital products who are, you know, they're building anything from web apps to mobile apps to software or even gadgets or Internet of Things type of products, which is really fascinating to us to learn a little bit more about how different teams of different sizes and uh, areas tend to function. 
So the whole thing was bootstrapped by Simon and myself. We've now got a team of six people based in between London, Brighton and Slovenia. And while we haven't taken on funding yet, we are planning on taking on a round using the Cedars platform, which is a crowdfunding platform for funding for startups as of the autumn of this year. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. So uh, I'll tell you one thing, Jan, if I had a dollar for every hack weekend product that's now a billion dollar company, so uh, (laughs) you never know where this is going to go. It's very, very exciting. So, well, good luck to you. And what kind of feedback are you getting from your users? We're actually really lucky because our users are product managers, so we've always been able to have really great open conversations with them about the direction of the product and what it is we're building. So the feedback from our users is great. We built this based on not just how we used it internally, but based on how we learned how other people were using it along the way. So ProdPad's actually been built with the feedback of thousands of different product managers put into it. And, you know, when it comes to getting feedback, our users don't just give us a little bit, they give us tons. And it's really descriptive, useful stuff. Everything from mock-ups of how they like to see it done or videos of what they've seen other things work as or whatever else. So really helpful to have this kind of user base. Yeah, no, that sounds great. So let's go into that Cedars campaign a bit. Tell me more about that. What can we expect? How's it going to work? Sure. So a campaign on something like Cedars is all about raising funding based on the people who, based on a wide range of people who want to get involved. So this could be investors or even our users. So what we do is we open it up and we set a target. Let's say we wanted to raise half a million dollars. We set a target and it's very much like a Kickstarter campaign or uh, Indiegogo campaign, but instead of a postcard or a sticker or whatever other prize you get, you actually end up with equity in the company. Hmm. So it's a way of raising cash, but at the same time, working with the community to do so. And that's going to happen this fall? Yeah, we're hoping to uh, close that by October this year. Uh, very cool. So, all right. Well, one other thing I want to talk about, you're also co-founder of Mind the Product. So what's that all about? You have an upcoming event, I believe, in London. Tell us all about this. Yeah, absolutely. So Mind the Product started off pretty much as accidentally as ProdPad did. As myself and a couple other product people about five years ago, we just wanted to meet other product people and started off with a little group called Product Tank, which had about 20 people in a room and we shared some beers and some great chats about how we ran our own products and worked out really well. So we decided to run it every month after that. So that was five years ago. And today, the Product Tank in London has about 300 people every month. The Product Tank groups have splintered off into about 30 different cities around the world. And we cap it all off with the Mind the Product Conference, which is a conference for product managers. The next one is coming up in September. We're going to have about 1,200 product people in the room in central London. Wow, that sounds great. I'll be darned. All right. Well, uh, Jan, I hate to say it, but we're running low on time. Uh, Really interesting to hear about your product and how it's serving your market. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch, and good luck with that Cedars round. That's going to be exciting to see how that unfolds. And before I let you go, how can people contact you? Should they have questions? Where can they learn more about both ProdPad and Mind the Product? So if you want to learn more about ProdPad, hit up prodpad.com. So that's P-R-O-D-P-A-D.com. If you want to learn more about Mind the Product, that's mindtheproduct.com. So M-I-N-D-T-H-E, P-R-O-D-U-C-T.com. From there, you'll be able to read our articles and learn more about the events and everything else like that. So do get in touch or follow us on Twitter. Uh, Same Twitter handles as the uh, URLs. All right. Jana Basto, the co-founder and CEO of ProdPad and Mind the Product. Jana, real pleasure to chat with you. Thanks for stopping by and joining me. Thanks so much for having me. That was my pleasure. All right. Well, that wraps this episode. Again, on behalf of my guest, Jenna Basto, I am Todd Schnick. We'll see you soon on Intrepid Business. <laughs>